0: Consciousness and Understanding Channelings from Clyde Trepanier Volume 3 Continued Sessions from 1961, July through August Friday, July 14th, 1961 Greetings in the light, my friends. I am Oxl. If those of you who are here tonight who are old friends will bear with me, I should like to speak with you for the benefit of your guests. I know that those of you who have heard my many dissertations will have heard these things before. I am of a group that is aboard a craft in your solar system, and we have been in your system for seven years in your calculation of time. However, we are not of this system. I shall refer to our system as the system of Arcturus, since our sun, Arcturus, is known to your astronomers. We have been attuned to your gathering since the beginning. We have heard your discussion in its entirety as clearly as though we were sitting among you. This may not seem possible to some of you, but a great deal of our scientific knowledge and functions would not seem possible at your present state of understanding. The craft in which we are now living perhaps also would amaze some of you. This craft is known among the confederation as the Otavana. This was also known to some of your ancients. Our craft is 120 miles in length, its diameter is 30 miles. We carry upwards of 25 million people upon this craft. In short, it is in itself a miniature planet. We can sustain ourselves upon this craft for indefinite periods of time. Do you think, my friends, this craft could have been built upon your planet? The very sight of it, if it were to come close to your planet, would bring great fear to the hearts of your masses. We shall not land upon your planet, for our mission does not require this. We have come to your system by request, by the request of the Federation. We were requested to carry on our mission because of the powers of our people. Anyone aboard our craft could stand upon the surface of your planet and perform what would appear to be miracles to you. We are not bragging of our development, for we are humbled in the light of an everlasting love that is of such magnitude that our comprehension of it is only slight. In your time of need, we are honored to be of service to your system and especially to the people of Earth. There is much talk among the truth searchers of your planet of the new age. And this is true, my friends, a new age is coming into being, but not only for your planet, but for the entire system. As your system and all systems move through space, they pass through areas shall we say, vibrations which bring about changes. And the new age is simply a change brought about as your system moves on its course through endless space. The planet Shan has been lagging, so to speak, in its preparation for this change. And there has been great concern from civilizations on other planets in your system. That planet Shan would not be ready for the transition, So great efforts are being made to speed up the progress of your planet, for unless your civilization is prepared for this change, many shall perish in the change. Not as you think of this word, but they will not be able to move with their planet, and through natural resources, and by necessity, will have to be removed and incarnated into another system. We of the Otavana, known among the confederation as the Sons of Adonai, have come to perform a task for earth people. We are bringing about an awakening among your people. Not an awakening of any great knowledge or service, but rather awakening them to the realization that they must make a choice. That there are two ways to go and they must make a choice. To those whom we see who make the choice to serve their humanity, to follow the path of truth, of love, and of understanding, we pledge our assistance. They shall be guided into a way that will bring about new understanding, shall bring about a new way of life. You will find yourself doing certain things, not knowing why. You shall find yourself following a path. We shall not at any time guide you or direct you in any manner that would be injurious to your person. But to all those who make the choice, we shall move in with truth, with light, and with love, and surround and guide all of those who make the choice rightly. It is a pity that a civilization has to be guided and directed into a path that is so obvious to prevent their destruction. So I say to you, people of Shan, we, the sons of Adonai, are in your skies. We are watching individuals waiting for their choice. I should like to add that from planets within your own system, there are many living among you, quietly going about their work, hoping to bring greater knowledge to Earth people both scientific and spiritual. These people are much like yourselves, and you come in contact with them many times not realizing this. But you say, why do they not make themselves known? They have a great mission to perform. They are making a great sacrifice in coming among you, and in every case where they have become known, their work has become hampered. And, in most cases, in order to perform their duties or their mission, they had to be withdrawn and replaced with others who were not known. Most earth people, when they have discovered the powers of these people, immediately attempt to make gods, as you call him, out of them. They want to worship them, or else they want to kill them. There seems to be no in between, so to speak. And so these people came among you as one of you and work for your benefit, to attempt to bring understanding to earth man. And now my friends, I leave you by extending to you the love, the light, and the understanding of my people. I am Oxal. Friday, July 21st, 1961. Peace be with you, my friends, peace. Each of you have with you your higher teacher, and we are going to build about you an energy that each of you can draw great benefits from if you will but open your hearts, relax, become receptive. Each one of your whiz doors is going to aid in building the concentration of this energy. So, if you will bear with us for but a few moments, I will have for you some further instructions. Chants were given for a few minutes. Source Now, beloved ones, straighten your spines, sit erect. For you have, built around each of you, a concentrated form of cosmic energy that, if properly taken into your being, can do great good for you, both mentally, physically, and spiritually. This can bring about within you a sense of great well-being and peace. Now, as you sit erect, visualize this source of energy extending into the cosmos, high into the cosmos, and extending to you draw the breath deep within you far into the belly section hold slightly and relax do this at approximately one second intervals this was practiced by the group source as you draw within you this great cosmic energy feel it flowing through every cell every fiber of your being Direct it to every portion of the body, to the throat, to the lungs, the abdomen, the legs, the feet. See that it goes throughout your being. Again, the group practices this. Source. Keep your mind, your heart receptive. Take on a feeling of gratitude, of humbleness and of reverence for creation. Continue this until I give you the word. Draw it deep within you. This was practiced for about five minutes. Source. So be it, my friends. And may each of you have received according to your willingness to receive. Peace be with you, my friends. Peace. Tuesday, August 1st, 1961 Greetings to thee, beloved ones! May the peace of the Infinite One rest deeply in the hearts of each of you now. Beloved ones, as you approach the coming changes that await your peoples, try to know and realize that what is to come is for the good of all mankind upon your planet. There is much, so very much lacking in the consciousness of Earth-man, but as we observe from our vantage point, we can see among many of your peoples a broadening of this consciousness. Man must soon come into his own, into a greater concept of what he is and why he is where he is. Man grows only by experience, as you well know. And if man is to grow and expand, first his consciousness must widen. It must widen into greater realizations of what and who he is. Man must gradually grow into the consciousness of creation, gradually come into the realization that he is a creator in his own right. Every thought Every act is a part of creation. He must come into a realization of the powers that lie within him, the powers of his own mind to create. For beloved ones, you create the very situation in which you find yourself, but you do not realize it in your present consciousness. Man must rise up and up and up in his consciousness expanding ever into greater realizations. Many false concepts have been taught in your civilizations. Man has been taught that he has been created with his limitations, that he has no control over them. But believe me when I say, my friends, that you are not limited. The only limitation is that which you place upon yourself. Man must learn to have faith in the power of creation within himself, or what you term God. Very little conception does earth man have of this entity which he calls God. We do not prefer to use that term, but it is of no great importance, for the term which you attach matters little. But in reality, this is a great force which permeates the universe which permeates galaxy upon galaxy. Man's concept and this power extends to every individual throughout creation. Man is only an extension of this great power you call God. You are a part of this, and this great intelligence functions in every man, woman, and child. Man must learn to let it dominate his person to let it come forth and express as good as it was intended, and come into a realization that this great power functions through him. It functions equally through all creation. It is no respecter of persons. It neither rewards or punishes. This great universal power functions only by law. And man will either function by the law or he will not function by the law. And only through the reaction of the law will man reap his rewards or his punishment. It is very necessary at this time that man must be brought these realizations if he wishes to progress with this planet. For man can only grow by his own efforts, his own experiences each experience a stepping stone to greater understanding, if he will but attempt to grow by these experiences. View them positively, attempting to learn the lesson that each experience brings to you and give thanks that this is so. Only as man begins to understand and know himself will he grow in his attitude toward his fellow man For when man begins to have an understanding of himself, then he begins to understand all mankind, and a consciousness of love and understanding begins to develop in him. And as this consciousness spreads among the people of earth, a race consciousness begins to take root, and man will learn to live in peace. He shall learn to live side by side with his brother man, In peace and love, and no more will wars exist, nor hatred and greed. But all mankind shall find his thoughts, his deeds, his actions, directed toward the good of all mankind, and not toward a group, a nation, or any race of man. The only reason wars are brought about is that man does not understand his fellow man, Man functions selfishly, greed breeds in the hearts of man, and consequently, chaos results. To the younger generation of your planet, I would suggest that you have open minds and open hearts, with an attitude of reverence, for in your hands lies the future of your planet. Take time occasionally to look out into the heavens and marvel at its wonders. How can you do this without feeling great reverence for the Creator of all this? Have you ever pondered these things? Have you ever wondered this could be? How could anything be planned so precisely for the millions of stars and planets in their orbits, their locations, each moving in its path regularly, precisely to the second. Do these things come about by chance? No, my friends, nor does anything happen by chance. You do not live in an atmosphere of chance. Everything that happens in your life is not by chance. You are the Creator, and you have made it so through your thinking and your actions. No, no, beloved ones, chance does not exist, but it is important that you realize this. For as you do this, you become aware of your thoughts and actions because you realize that every thought and every deed is a form of creation and will act and react, perhaps not today, perhaps not tomorrow, but sometime in the future because through the power of your subconscious the actions will occur. You have created the situation. This is well to remember, but it it is not anything to fear. Fear is a creation of man's thinking, for there is nothing to fear but fear itself. For as you emanate thoughts of fear, you only instill Deep in your own subconscious, a great fear power to act and react. It is well to bring out into the open all fears that you possess, face them squarely, and dissolve them by replacing in your own subconscious thoughts of the opposite nature that will subdue them in time. May the peace, love, and understanding of the great spirit of creation enfold you and bring to you the peace and understanding that is yours. Peace. Monday, August 7th, 1961. Peace. Peace be with you. Beloved children, Why sit ye here in quiet solitude? What seek ye? As I speak for a few moments, beloved ones, hear not my voice, but hear these words coming to you from within. These words, consider them as a voice within you, speaking to you in quiet solitude. Let not trouble nor fear rest in your mind, for I am ever with you. What you really seek in your silence is to find me. I am ever there, for I am a part of you as you are a part of me. You are the branch through which I express, but if you are to truly find me, and you will find me, you must open the door and allow me to come forth and be recognized. I am the law by which you live. But if I am to express my truest form, then you must open the door by recognizing our association. You must recognize that love is one of the catalysts that opens the door for me to express through you. I do not express well if I am not recognized for what I am and the way made clear for me to express its true form. My true form of expression is one of joy, of peace, one of thanksgiving, ever grateful for the opportunities that life has given to me, ever ready to serve my fellow beings to my fullest capacity with wisdom and understanding, knowing and realizing that man is ever in a state of evolution and that in the great sea of life, man, through his experiences, is raising himself ever higher in his understanding. And as man rises in his understanding, my expression through you can only be as perfect as you will allow me to be by recognizing me for what I am. For I am that I am. But always know that I am here ready to manifest perfection through you when self has been removed. This recognition will only come through the removing of self and complete surrender. Peace be with thee, my friends. Peace, peace, peace. Friday, August 11th, 1961. Good evening to you, my friends. I am Yum. It is my pleasure again to come into your midst and to spend a few moments with you. My friends, what would you like to talk about this evening? I feel that it would be better if we speak of something that you are precisely interested in. Questioner. I would like to speak about developing the wall of light around us. Yum. Well, I would say that this was expressed quite beautifully by one of your teachers from the craft. This, my friends, is a technique that each of you must develop. Now, in developing yourselves along those lines or any particular phase of, shall we say, exercises of any type, we can only give you a general technique, for each individual level will find, as they attempt to practice these things, they will find their own techniques, which works well for one individual, may not work quite so well for another. He may find a little different, slightly different technique that works better for him, But the main object is to diligently practice these things and have faith in what you are doing. In other words, if you are to go about learning any technique, any subject, or anything, even a trade or profession, now if you go about it half-heartedly, you see, your accomplishments will be very slow and very unsatisfactory, but the main thing is, my friends, to faithfully practice anything that you wish to accomplish. If you were to attempt to learn a musical instrument, you surely realize that it would require great persistence in your practice if you are to become proficient in this technique. Does this clarify to you, my daughter, what you are asking? Questioner, yes, I understand that I must practice, but I wonder just what I should do. Yum. I think if you will reread what you have read here tonight, you will find that he was quite explicit in what you are to do. But I do not wish to repeat a lot of things that you already have in writing that you can refer to any time. Questioner. On what we refer to in our Bible as the Israelites or the chosen people, could you kind of help me to understand what they mean by the true Israelites and the chosen people? Yum. My daughter, your creator has created many souls upon the surface of this planet, and upon many other planets, and many who are not upon planets. But in my present level of understanding, I could not see why any people could be said or could claim to be chosen people. For man was created equal in the sight of his Creator. Men may be chosen for a specific mission or duty to perform, but to say that any one group, any one race or any one nation of people or even any one planet of people were the Creator's chosen people. There are many things that are written in your religious recordings. Many words are used, many expressions, but all we have come to realize is that these are records of history of the past and that they were recorded by man. And in many cases, they were recorded by men of the times to convey to the people of their time some particular message or idea. And also in the many translations of these records, many errors have been made. You will find, if you are to search out, there are many other records whereas that are considered as authentic as what you call your Holy Bible. And to those who use these records as their truth to follow, they are just as sure that every word therein is true and unadulterated. Well, my friends. The thing we have to do is to sort out the truth from all of the records and information and be able to discern, to take into our being in sound meditation, these things of which we find ourselves pondering about. And as we learn to truly go within and become one with that infinite wisdom and power that exists in each of us, we all have it. I do not have any more of this than you have, and you do not have any more than I have. The only thing, we have to learn to use it. And here again, my friends, this is only done by practice. Discipline is what is needed in our lives. You see, my friends, the difficulty that most have here in this third dimensional existence of the physical, you call it, chemical bodies, is that we allow the physical to rule the spiritual. We become so engrossed in what we see around us. And as I do not like to refer to this again, I have perhaps overplayed it, but we become so engrossed in this dream world in which we exist. We see only a dream and not the real spiritual reality of things. Once we have truly begun to see man as a true spiritual being, which he really is, and recognize it as such, then we begin to see through the unreal and begin to see the real. And when this happens, and we begin to, in our silence, in our chamber with the door closed, we begin to find this great universal power within us, which you call God. We begin to find the at-oneness with this. As we do this, we begin to come into our realization of truth. We find we are able to recognize truth, and no longer do we have to spend great periods of pondering these things in order to decide if it is truth. No longer do we find ourselves going through the states of confusion but we begin to see life as it really exists. But I have taken a long time to answer your question, have I not? Questioner. I would like to ask a question, Yom, if I may. A little bit more of the days that lie ahead and our place within it, our part of it. What part we might be able to play collectively in understanding? Yom You want to know what lies ahead? Questioner More specifically, what we ourselves can do to help bring others in, I suppose. Yom My friend, I am sensing somewhat some little confusion here in what you are attempting to convey to me. I am trying to pick this up from you. I find I do not quite read you clearly from your thoughts. I am not quite sure. I am trying to make rapport with you in your thinking, that I might understand more clearly what you are asking, but I find there is some confusion as to exactly what you are reaching for. You are concerned. I find in your mind some concern about the future and what is to take place in the future. And yes, you want to. You are wondering what will be the duties, or mission, let us say, of people such as are gathered here tonight. Is this so, my friend? Questioner. Yes. Yom. Now I have you clearly. To go into everything that is in the future would take a great deal of time and I could only give you a general idea For the time of these events is not known to any of us. When I say the time, I mean the exact time, the hour, or the day of these events cannot be pinpointed, let us say. For certain conditions will alter slightly one way or the other. And there is a possibility through the efforts of Earth people that some of these events, which are more or less coming, let us say, can be canceled out, for nothing of this nature has to be. It is only brought about through the law of relativity or cause and effect. But all of you here, I am sure that all of you know that there will be great changes to take place upon your planet. And as to this, I could not give you more information than you already have. As to your path in the future, this again, my friends, depends upon each of you individually, on how far you will advance in your understanding. For the higher you reach on the ladder of evolvement or understanding, the more you will be able to do for those who come seeking, those who are awakened at the last minute and make decisions to follow the light. Many of these will need help. And those of you who have learned and sought truth, have developed your own understanding, will be able to do much to help these people on their path. There are many, many people on your planet that have not awakened. There are many who will not awaken, for they do not wish to be awakened. They wish to remain in this dream world in which they find themselves. They like it. So, if they like it, let them remain until they decide they would like to go a little further. For man must be allowed to do that which he most desires. But to those who awaken, who come for help, sincerely seeking, you will be able to do much for them, and this will be a mission for many of you. How much you can do will depend upon you, my friends by how much you have got or you cannot give that which you do not have. It is that simple, my friends. Questioner. Sir. Yum. Friend. Questioner. I would like it very much if you would establish a retreat here in Detroit. Somewhere we could all come and leave this world and get up in the hills somewhere and study just for a whole week or so. We appreciate your coming as often as you do, but I don't think I'm going to make it unless I get away for a while. Can't you do that? Yom. There are many retreats, my friend, if you would like to go to a retreat. Questioner. I want to go where you are teaching. Yom. Are you sure that this would be your answer? There are many retreats, my daughter, but in the retreats, you also have problems. There are still people. The problems will not be the same, but there will be problems, for I have spent a great deal of time upon this planet. I have been in what you would call retreats. I suppose you would call retreats. I have been many places, I have moved in your cities, in many of your countries, but there are always problems. And the problem, when the final realization is reached, this has been my experience, the problem has always been with me. And I had to bring out this problem and face it squarely with no fear. I had to bring myself to see the real me. If you think a retreat would help, I could recommend many. Questioner. The idea being that if we concentrate on getting rid of the self or concentrate on looking at the self, rather than cooking and washing dishes and going to work and all that, it certainly could be done faster, right? Yum. I am afraid in my understanding I would have to disagree for whether I am washing dishes or whether I am digging a ditch or whatever I might be doing, I must be aware. And when I am aware and I am doing what I am doing with a loving heart, a willing heart, I am rejoicing that I have the opportunity to do this. I find it does not matter too much where I am and I think if you would look around your own, among your own people, you will find many examples of people who have risen to great heights in spiritual evolvement and understanding under what you would call most adverse conditions. Questioner, that is true, but you were a teacher in the mystic schools for many years and Roy Davis studied with Yogananda for years and did nothing else and I just feel that you could certainly develop faster spiritually under such conditions. Yom. You could gain knowledge much faster, but knowledge will not accomplish everything. But in these places of which you speak, unless you are willing to place upon yourself the discipline, the strict discipline that is necessary, your accomplishments will be very little If man is really to grow, he must discipline himself. Questioner, I see. Then we must first accomplish the discipline in our own environment before we can benefit from a retreat? Yom, not necessarily. You can do it anywhere, in a retreat, in your own environment, or wherever you find yourself. Everyone cannot be in a retreat or spiritual school. I am sure that if it becomes necessary that any of you really need this type of thing, you will find the opportunity presenting itself. Now, my friends, I know your hour is getting late. I feel that I have stayed my time. It has been my pleasure to spend this time with you. I hope I have been of some help to you in my sharing my understanding. But this is my understanding, and I am only sharing with you. Whether you accept it or not is up to you, my friends. I will not feel bad one way or the other, for it is only my understanding. I wish to extend my gratitude to members of this household for welcoming me into your household. And to the rest of you. I extend my gratitude, my blessings, and my love. It has been my pleasure. Good night to you, my friends. Good night to you. Monday, August 17th, 1961. Greetings in the light, my friends. I am Oxl. Once more, my friends, tension increases upon your planet. Once more, the peoples are finding that fears are rising in their hearts, fear of disaster that may befall them. We are attempting, and believe that we can again, help your people to avoid great chaos, conflict between your great powers. For we shall not like this to happen but this is not to say that it cannot. To speak in your terms, I am going to let you in upon, shall we say, one of our minor attempts to help avoid this conflict. We have brought about in the mind of your president, Mr. Kennedy, also Mr. Khrushchev, and a few that are in power behind them, a vision of the results of such a conflict. This, they do not understand. To them, it was only what you call a nightmare, but it did leave an impression and its fear in their hearts. It has given them something that they will ponder upon many sleepless nights. We caused this to be brought about, but this they will not speak of to anyone else. But nevertheless, it has left its mark. But the real thing that we are attempting to do is to bring a realization into the hearts of the people, a realization that an understanding must come about among your peoples, your civilizations, and this is taking root in the hearts of many. We are aware at all times of what is going on in the lives of each of you. Records are kept, and this realization for the need of understanding is taking root among the people of earth. And I think this was brought out greatly in the coming together of the two in this household, and one from a far off land. For they found that in communicating with this one from far off, that he too realized the importance of this and was attempting in his way to promote among his people the desire and the realization for the necessity of understanding among all peoples. It is the sincere duty of everyone who is interested in the welfare of mankind upon your planet, to do everything in his or her power to promote an understanding among all mankind. There are many, many ways that you can do this, and only in this way and through the people not your leaders, that a brotherhood of man and understanding of mankind will come about. As your communication systems and your transportation systems improve, you shall find greater and greater opportunities to do your part this way, to show your willingness to greet in love your fellow man from far-off places. And as this consciousness increases upon your planet, it shall reach out into the cosmos, and you shall find yourselves greeting and extending your love and your understanding to those from beyond. And you will find them coming to you in greater numbers, extending the hand of friendship, the hand of help and opportunity to grow, as your peoples have never grown before. Does this sound worthwhile to you, people of Earth? Group, yes. Oxel, then I say to you, go forth, extending a hand of friendship, a loving hand of help to all that you meet. Show that you are willing and ready to understand your fellow being. I leave you by extending to you the very greatest love and understanding that our people can conceive of. I am Oxel. Friday, August 25th, 1961. Greetings in the light, my friends. I am Oxel. Tonight we have tuned in upon your conversation through a device that is tuned to the brain frequency of the instrument, and all sounds that take place in this room are recorded clearly by us. Also, for a short period, we had our iconoscan attuned to your location and were able to see you clearly. This is done by attuning our device to the vibratory rate of the material we wish to penetrate And automatically, so far as our device is concerned, this material is erased and we see through it clearly. These are only some of the minor scientific devices that are in our possession. In answer to a question that was brought out by one of you tonight concerning scientific information being given to Earth people, We have brought many advancements to your people in science and should like to bring you much more. But you see, the difficulty is, my friends, that already you are too far out of balance. Your scientific development has reached a point that is far too much ahead of your spiritual development. In order that a civilization might advance successfully, these two must be kept in balance. For you see, my friends, unless man has the spiritual understanding, the foundation upon which to build his scientific development, he is apt to find himself upon very dangerous grounds. And this is where earth people find themselves today. Earth man already has within his grasp power that he is not capable of coping with. For you see, my friends, All energies can be used on either the positive or negative side. Man can learn of great powers, both within himself and in the cosmos. He can master these powers, but he can also use them any way he desires once they are mastered. So you see, my friends, spiritual development and understanding is important. For unless man has this he is not capable of receiving the great knowledge of the universe. There is no limit to how far man can advance in these things, but unless man has the wisdom and understanding to cope with these things, he will only bring destruction upon himself. And this has happened before to civilizations upon your planet, and has happened to other planets. One planet within your system completely destroyed itself in this manner, and we do not wish to see this happen again. We are interested in bringing earth people to this realization, to realize that there are two paths for them to follow. The path of love and understanding, service to man's brother, a realization of his responsibility to his fellow man, or He can choose the path of destruction, the path of darkness. Man through all eternity has had the right to choose, and your people are no exception, for man was created with a free will to make his own choices. He does not always choose wisely, yet the path is so apparent. As we have stated many times, those who make the choice to serve their humanity in every way possible, we shall guide them and protect them. They shall go about a way of life, not always knowing or realizing why they do the things they do, but realizing the things that they do are right and good, and are helping to raise their civilization to a new height in understanding. As your system approaches the great changes that are in store, we are humbled to be of service to you. We are humbled to be able to serve in the light of truth and understanding. Man of Earth who makes the choice has a great future before him, one that is far beyond his conception or realization at this time. For planet Earth is about to take its place with the other planets of this system, It shall no longer be set apart, as has been the case, but will become a part of the great federation, and communication and travel shall become commonplace between your planet and many others. A whole new horizon of life shall open up. So, beloved ones, let your consciousness reach out, for in the days to come, it will be necessary for you to expand to open up your consciousness and grasp that which is before you. I leave you by extending to you the love, light, and understanding of my people. I am Oxel.